Hampshire Hispites. Join us as we delve into the past and go on a journey to discover some of the county's best, and occasionally unknown, history. We'll be speaking to experts, as well as enthusiasts, asking them to reveal some of our hidden heritage, as well as share with you a few fascinating untold stories. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Hampshire His Bites. I'm Richard North, your podcast host today, and I'm joined by Andrew Napier. So, Andrew, thank you very much for joining me today for today's episode of Hampshire His Bites. Um, why don't you start by saying a few words about yourself, introducing yourself and, and telling us about uh, your, your recent career and, and how you've ended up here today. Okay, and um, well, thank you for inviting me on. Uh, yeah, I'm Andrew Napier, I'm the chief reporter stroke head of news of the uh, Hampshire Chronicle uh, and Romsey Advertiser and also I suppose the Southern Daily Echo in Winchester. We're based in the uh, lovely Georgian building at the bottom of Upper Brook Street. I came up to Winchester as the hub reporter for the Echo in 1988 so I've been here just over 34 years. So I'm, I'm head of news in Winchester for, for, for those three papers. Fantastic. And so why don't you tell us a bit as well about, well, the Chronicle in particular, but, but any of those outlets as well, if you'd like to, and about their kind of set up today. Because I imagine that in the time that you've been in those uh, different posts, there's been a fair amount of change in the local press. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, certainly. Uh, nothing ever stays the same. Uh, well, as I think a lot of people know, that the Chronicle was founded uh, 250 years ago this September, uh, originally in Southampton, but it's been in Winchester, I think, for the last 240 years. And for most of that time, in the office on the high street, that is now Zizi's Italian restaurant. The Chronicle's a weekly paper. Uh, it's never missed an issue, ever. The Echo is a, is, a, is a mere youngster that was founded in 1888 uh, as a daily paper. At one time circulated across Hampshire, the Isle of Wight, parts of Woodshire and Dorset. Now it's, it's contracted in its main sort of the south and central Hampshire. And the third paper is the Romsey Advertiser, which was founded 1870, 80-something. Mm. So, and that is, that is a weekly paper out on a Friday. For most of the Chronicle's history, you know, it, its sales have grown as more people learned how to read, as more people had the money to afford to buy a paper. So I think at its peak, the Chronicle back in the 60s or 70s was probably selling 20,000 a week. The Echo at its peak around about 1982, the Falklands War, I think, was the Echo's peak. That was selling 120,000 a day. Wow. Uh, and Romsey, I'm not sure what Romsey's record circulation was, probably 10, 12,000. Um, for most of its history, the Chronicle was a broadsheet and it was one of the last broadsheets in the country. They don't like to call it tabloid, they like to call it compact. Yes. Uh, 10 years ago. Um, it used to have adverts on the front right up until about 1990. So you would have the auction house prices, the farm market prices, and then they finally decided that really was a bit 
eccentric. So they stuck news on the front about 1991-92. And that was when they closed off the printing press. In actual fact, I'll tell you a story about the printing press. They had uh, a visit at the Cronkwood from a bunch of Romanian journalists. Okay. And the editor laughingly said, oh, when we finished with you could have our printing press. And these Romanians say, yeah. we have these printing presses for about 60 years. <laughs> so, the, so the Chronicle is a relic. And now that that printing press is gone, the Chronicle and the Echo are printed in Oxford. In Oxford? Oh, okay. So actually outside the county. It's interesting. Yeah, but I mean, it's a fast road. Um, the days of needing a printing press in Southampton, Bournemouth, Weymouth, you needed it when you were selling 100,000 a day. Yeah. Printing the paper would you know, would take hours. Now that the Echo is selling, probably I think it's eleven thousand, something like that. Uh, Chronicle on a good day is selling six, uh, and Romsey, I think about three. Uh, we have probably got more readers than ever because we've got tens of thousands reading stuff online. Yeah, and it is interesting seeing the, the pace at which things goes up at the, at the moment. You know, if you follow the social media channels, for example, things go up straight away, almost certainly before you can get to the shop. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, when I joined the Echo in the 80s, it had six editions a day, and the last one uh, went to press about three o'clock in the afternoon. So you could do a sentencing on Winchester Crown Court at 2.15, rush to the phones, dictate your copy over the phone, straight out of your notebook, no writing it down. It could be on the press within half an hour and the paper would be out within half an hour of that. So literally within an hour of the news, it could be on the streets in the newspaper, which was pretty good. But of course now, you know, you can publish within seconds. That is the beauty of modern technology. Yeah. And, and I feel I should also just ask you a little bit about about the team behind the scenes at the Chronicle or, or the various different outlets. You know, I imagine the numbers of reporters has gone up and down and maybe the nature of reporting is, has changed as well over, over the years. I mean, is, is that also fair to say? Yes, surely is. Um, 30 years ago, the Chronicle probably had 25 journalists. So that would be editors, reporters, sub-editors, photographers. This week's issue uh, was put together by seven of us. Seven, okay. And that's actually the highest number for probably any more for ten years. Um, and the Echo, you know, the Echo world when I joined had a hundred journalists. It's now down to about a dozen. It had, it had reporters all over the county. And now there's only an office in Southampton and the office in Winchester. So, you know, it's been, if you look at the history of, of local newspapers, there's a you know, long period of growth. And in the last sort of 30, 40 years, uh, gradual decline in the, in the circulation. But readership, if you look at that, is, is sore. Yeah. Tell me about the, the circulation figures. Again, you, you mentioned them briefly, but they, they sound pretty good. I mean, certainly anecdotally from living locally, People do still talk a lot about, you know, when the Chronicle comes out weekly on a Thursday, the story makes it, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's still playing a key role. It feels like. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, as I said, in a, in a, in a big week, we're up to six thousand. Um, 
And of course, people buy the paper because they know that the news is, is usually reliable. Yeah. It's not in lies. And obviously, you get some people who might scoff at But you know, we do our best to, to write factually accurate stories. But we also have a website. I was talking to Martin Tulp, the council leader, a few months ago. And I said, oh, as he was saying, oh, people say to him, nobody reads the Chronicle. Um, so I pointed out to him that that month we had uh, 600,000 page views on our website. Last month, June, we missed a million page views. We got 997,000 page views. Wow. So that shows that the British people love newspapers. And it's part of it, it's habitual. Yeah. Some people always bought papers, so they carry on buying a paper. It's part of the fabric of their lives. But it's part of the fabric of our sort of civic life as well, isn't it? I mean, I, I feel that very clearly as somebody who's grown up in Winchester and, and actually moved away and lived elsewhere and then come back. You see a contrast, I think, sometimes in the way that the local press is, is viewed and the role perhaps that it plays in a community somewhere like Winchester or equally, I'm sure it's the same, though I know it less well, kind of in somewhere like Bromsey or perhaps with the Echo in Southampton. You know, there is a community role, isn't there? It's a sort of mirror that's sometimes held up to the developments that are going on in society, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm fascinated by that, fascinated by change. And how Winchester's is always changing. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I think you've got a couple of stories, haven't you, that, that you've given some thought. You know, there are some, some obvious ones around bigger kind of development and, and the change in the city, um, ostensibly as it is. And then there might be some more specific ones. But why don't you give us a couple of highlights? And, and it would be interesting just to hear a little bit about how the Chronicle and the local press has played a role in, in those developments as they come forward and or not come forward as it sometimes has been. Yeah, you're too young to remember, but there used to be an issue about the Buttercross punks who were, who were sort of Mohican leather-jacketed robots. They're other people's words, not mine. But they would hang out the Buttercross. And you used to get letters to the Chronicle about what is Winchester coming to look at these people. And nothing really changes. They don't gather at the Buttercross anymore. They would gather in the Drinker's Hall, although they don't is they've got rid of but you know, those people will just gather elsewhere and this is what you mean by something's changed something don't actually change it's just yeah but yeah there's lots of stories they bubble under you know station approach the one that's on the frontier listen is chronicle that's been restarted that's actually a relative newcomer i think this first started talking about station approach about seven eight years ago yeah but silver hill that goes back to the 80s Stagecoach said, We know when we went to bus station, you want to get out there with us. Now, so that was grown to include you know, all those streets around that Tanner Street, Friars Gate. So they, they come, they go, and I obviously like it when they come back because we definitely notice an increase in sales. Yes. When we have big local issues. What we don't have in Winchester, what we can never rely on Winchester, is Winchester is pretty peaceful. Whereas a city like Southampton or Bournemouth, you know, they have muggings and murders and whatever mayhem all the time. Which has barely any. So we can't rely on people say there's been a murder that's been chronicle. But what we do have in Winchester is developments and obviously every week we have planning issues. 
Yes. And there are these big ones like Silver Hill and Station Approach that, you know, you do get more people buying the paper. But, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say, you know, we did cover every city council planning and some some cities that's 12 or 15 stories. And one thing I have noticed is that more and more people are getting angry that their planning application is being reported. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because in, in a place like Winchester and indeed the surrounds where, you know, heritage, for example, is so important. People really care about heritage because of the character of things, which is why people do get exercised about planning applications, particularly in historic parts of the city or the surrounds. And yet there's that people, I think, love the Chronicle as well because it plays a role in that. But then there's this tension and they don't necessarily want to to have every sort of facet of that that comes with it yeah yeah definitely and it's interesting that you talked about heritage and uh preserving the heritage yeah tell me tell me about that the the chronicle must have seen some quite interesting changes in that surely right well indeed i mean city of winchester trust was was set up in the 50s to originally save uh chesil church that's now the chesil theatre after the Second World War, they wanted to get rid of the church, and a group of people gathered together and saved it. Uh, and out of that grew uh, the Preservation Trust. But people talk about Winchester being under threat. If, if you want to know when Winchester suffered the damage to its heritage, it was, it was after the Second World War. Um, the Brook Centre, shopping centre, uh, was built on Carthage. It was created in the 50s on sites of was effectively a medieval slum. Um, there were there were Tudor buildings that today would be worth a million plus were just demolished because it was in the way of building a car from. It's remarkable, isn't it, when you hear things that happened, you know, only what, seventy years ago that we would think inconceivable now. But then again, you know, that's I think that is one of the really important roles of local press, right? Because now bring us back to things like Silver Hill and Barton Farm and, and these this kind of station approach development that you've talked about, that is where the Chronicle or local press plays a really key role, right, in terms of bringing people together, publicising what's going on, raising awareness, and, and sometimes, I'm, sh- I'm sure, not always deliberately taking aside, but certainly feeding campaigns or at least nourishing campaigns with information. Yeah, indeed. I mean, we publicise campaigns because we agree with we publicise campaigns because that's our role to report on what happens. So that doesn't mean we agree with it. It just means that this is an important issue that we should be reporting. Yeah. Yeah. On both sides. We, we go where the story takes us, you know. Um, and if, if people like that, that's fine. If they don't like that, that's fine as well. We go where we think we should go and report what we think we should report. Yeah such as the, the role of the free press, right? And also that's, that's why it plays such an important role in our local community, because it is that free pillar. It can contribute. Yeah, and of course, what's happened now with, with social media is everyone has a voice, which is brilliant. But of course, if everyone has a voice and everyone's screaming, who do you listen to? Mm. And I do think, by and large, there is still public trust. In the Chronicle. As well, Chronicle. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you know, I... I've sort of mentioned from my perspective, I think a lot of people rely on it and it's still a kind of central 
key point. It's a point in the week in terms of local life, even if it's, you know, different now in the way that it may have been even 10, kind of 15 years ago. It's still there playing that key role. I think probably the Chronicle can also claim credit for actually nourishing the interest in heritage as well. I'm sure, you know, as you said, that's quite an interesting story about, I think it was the Chesil... Chesil Street Church, it was, there was an attempt to build a bypass, wasn't there, or a sort of big major road down that side? Of- yes, the plan was to create a ring road going from Upper High Street, Sussex Street. And actually Sussex Street was widened for this ring road. Yeah. If you go to Sussex Street, you see it is very wide because they demolished a lot of buildings. And um, there was a massive stink in the early 70s. And some of the people who were in that campaign were still in Richester. But that was the period when, when damage was done. I must admit, um, the downside of stopping developments like that farm is that Winchester would just simply become a rich person's ghetto. And that is in absolutely nobody's interest. And we've passed through council estates now being left to students. That's a fundamental issue that Winchester has to face. This is something that, that you have written about, right? We write about it every week. So if you, if you read the kind of you will be part of that narrative that flows the river of all these stories if we write them. And that is local press, right? That is that pillar of society. It's, yeah, and if we ever disappear, then uh, people will soon notice. Yeah. Well, here's hoping that the faith the local community have in you now laughs and sticks. I mean, so what about the future? What does it look like? You've talked already about digitalization people going online the way people are reading and perceiving stories that they read or that are written about them perhaps is changing do you have much of a sense of where local press is going to be in 10 15 years time from now well that's the thing about the future it's unwritten isn't it um, who knows well it's interesting that it's not so long ago that google were tearing up the local press in i say in inverted commas um, and, you know, having Slack, arguably for user content destroying them. And now, obviously, it's brilliant, actually, in a way, to hear that there's a reporter joining the Chronicle, a gr- growing team, or a regrowing team, as it were, paid for by Google. It's just interesting, isn't it, to see that I'm sure has time to run. Oh, absolutely. But this is what makes the world interesting, isn't it? The world isn't black and white, the world is grey. But Winchester will always be Winchester. It'll be different, but it'll be exactly the same. It'll still have the procedural. It'll still have Winchester College. We'll still have the courts. The things that make Winchester Winchester will still be there. It'll be bigger. You know, the farm will be completed. There'll be more people. We'll have to sort traffic out, but that is happening, you know. And you can't put a flag in the sand and say we're not having change. In some respects, that's good because people buy the paper. They buy the paper because they've always bought the paper. You know, the the, the, the other side of that is, is many people just become resistant to seeing how change can be beneficial. I think one thing that's coming quite clearly out of that is there's time to be well spent looking back at old editions of the Chronicle, seeing the time that people have said certain things, go, going through the ages and seeing that probably some things are constant. There's, yeah. a, there's a continuity that we can track and use the mirror of the Chronicle and our local press to to hold up to ourselves and actually to, to speak a bit of truth to ourselves. It's, it's yeah. quite affirming. Well, I, I would love for the Chronicle to be digitised so people aren't aware. You can actually go to the record office and look up old editions of the Chronicle. It doesn't cost them. You have to you do it on microfiche. Uh, 
which the staff there are great and will help. Uh, and you can see every every edition going back to 1772. But it'd be wonderful if that could be online. Food for thought, certainly. I mean, the heritage scene here is is thriving. The Hampshire Chronicle is still thriving, so you never know. We might be able to might be able to sow the seed of something today. That'd be quite special if we did. Thank you for for reminding us that everything's there in the county archive because I don't think um, don't think many of us are aware of that. And it is brilliant. That's that's totally free. And I shouldn't let you go, should I, today, without a few words on the 250-year display that's being put on by the Chronicle as part of Heritage Open Days this year. Do you do you want to tell us anything anything about that? Well, I think plans are sort of still being being worked on. The aim is to obviously find as much sort of superhero uh, stuff from the Chronicle's history that we can put on show. Um, you know, we're looking for any old copies photographs, supplements, that sort of stuff. So hopefully um, it'll do justice to, you know, what is a pretty significant landmark. Yeah, quite rightly. Well, there will be full details of the Chronicles display on the Winchester Heritage Open Days website. So any of our listeners that want to check it out can get there and get the details. And I would very much encourage them to do so. Andrew, thank you so much. It's been brilliant to talk to you today. Well, thank you for having me, Richard. And hopefully we'll, we'll see you again soon. I know that the Chronicle isn't going anywhere from today. So I look forward to, to going forward together, hopefully, and, and doing something more together down the line. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you would like to find out a little bit more about what we've been talking about, then please visit the website www winchesterheritageopendays.org or click on Hampshire Hispites and there you'll find today's show notes as well as some links to more information. Thank you.